0: Hey, Claudius, you killed my father. Big mistake.
1: Something is wrong in the state of Denmark, and Hamlet is taking out the trash.
0: hand fair prince
1: who said i'm fair no one's going to tell this sweet prince good night to be or not to be
0: not to be Welcome to the Strange Harpers Podcast, a weekly discussion of film, television, and pop culture. My name is Jeff Sang, and tonight I'm joined by
2: Amir Turek and Eric Wong.
0: So tonight we will be discussing director Robert Eggers' third film, The Northman, following The Witch and The Lighthouse. This is a epic Viking revenge flick starring Alexander Skarsgård, Anya Taylor-Joy, Willem Dafoe. Cole kidman all-star cast here when did you guys see it
2: i went and saw it this weekend same for me i saw it over the weekend
0: i saw it thursday night pretty packed screening actually i think my theater was completely full it was a small theater though so it was like maybe only like 50 seats but it was jam-packed um i was surprised
1: i had 20-ish people maybe At mine, I mean, it was just a random Friday night. It was probably like 10.30 in the evening, so I mean, it was pretty late. But yeah, it got a decent number of people. More than a bunch of the movies that we've been seeing over the past few months, so it seems like movie theaters are kind of slowly coming back.
2: I had similar numbers
1: to you, Amir. The only issue is that apparently our showings were not representative because this movie did not do well over the weekend, uh, box office-wise, right?
2: Well, maybe our showings were a little bit more representative than Jeff's if Jeff was packed.
1: (laughs) Right, yeah, yeah,
2: yeah
0: yeah probably i mean i'm I'm also in new york which is like a big center for viking culture <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> a lot of vikings that live in new york currently yeah, a lot of viking representation <laughs> didn't do so hot i'm a little disappointed but
1: i'm very disappointed this seems like it should have mass appeal man to see like viking oh this is an art
0: house them? film this is not an art house film i feel like this movie would have We say this every time. We're not talking about a Marvel movie, (laughs) I feel, or a Disney movie, right? Like, this would have slayed, like, 10, 15 years ago. We said this about ambulance. I don't know how unbearable Weight of Massive Talent's going to do, but I don't know. I feel like this would have done really, really well back then. But I don't care. We've been eating good lately. Everything everywhere all at once. Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent. Ambulance. Now this... I like all of them. I love all of them.
2: Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. a
0: certain varying degrees, but this one's up there. Mm-hmm. Probably one of my favorite films of the year. I really, really like this. I don't know about you guys.
1: Yeah, I think this is probably my favorite of the year. It wasn't even as good as I was expecting, and it was still probably my favorite film of the year. <laughs> what do you think, Derek?
2: I'm probably the lowest, I think, amongst all of us. I still like this movie big surprise i I will fight you on the idea that this is not an art house movie i do think there are very much art house elements to this movie that i think deterred me a little bit i did get a lot of yeah we'll go along with this but if anyone remembers when we talked about this other movie I did get a lot of, like, Green Knight vibes. Uh, I was about this. to say,
1: big surprise the Green Knight hater also liked the <laughs> North, <laughs> North. Uh,
2: But I did enjoy this movie a lot more than, I think, ultimately that movie. I did love the Viking epic nature of this. I liked the fights and all. And I think there are just really great performances all around in this. And uh, ultimately, I did like this movie. I just don't think I love it as much as you guys
1: so, you're a pre modern uh, medieval combat hater. So, why did you. <laughs> hey, I liked, like, uh, what was it called? The Last uh, Duel. Yes. That, that's exactly <laughs> where I was going to go next, Derek. why do you like The Last Duel, but you didn't like these other two movies? I think I can figure out why, but I want to hear from you. Like, what is it? I think
2: it's a lot of the fantastical natures that, like, kind of irk me the wrong way. Even though I'm a person that typically likes fantasy, but I think sometimes it clashes with. Especially for this movie, it clashes with the narrative a little bit. Ooh, interesting. Uh, ultimately, like, I think that's what hurts it for me a little bit. But, like I said, I don't have as much of an issue with this compared to, like, The Green Knight.
1: Uh, I will say both movies are a little arthouse. See, there's a lot to look at. Not a ton to chew on in terms of dialogue or anything like that. So, if you're, like, a heavy dialogue person, I don't know, go watch The Lighthouse, I guess. <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. This is not, like, a super dialogue-heavy film.
0: So... I gotta ask you, do you hate Robert Eggers?
2: (laughs) No, because I actually really like The Lighthouse. It was one of my favorite movies of
0: that year. What about The Witch? That's so fascinating to me, because both The Witch and The Lighthouse is completely the stuff that you don't like. How can you like those movies? I don't understand. (laughs) (laughs) Right? Because you don't like the phantasmagorical stuff, and then, like, The Lighthouse is mainly a lot of that, a lot of this imagery, and then The Witch... Is the same way, right? I well, I haven't seen The Witch, but oh, you okay, haven't seen I The think Witch, I haven't okay. seen The Witch. Um, but
2: I think I was expecting that. I don't know why, strangely, I was kind of expecting that from a movie like The Lighthouse, versus I seriously thought this was a straightforward Viking epic, and I think the fantastical natures of it kind of threw me for like, don't get me wrong, I fucking like love Lord of the Rings and all that kind of stuff. Like, I don't hate fantasy, I'm not saying I hate fantasy. <laughs> Please don't take that from this conversation.
0: <laughs> I think you like your fantasy to be literal and not metaphorical or spiritual, maybe. I think that's A maybe little. what you this. That could be it.
1: What did you think of the fantasy stuff in Princess Die movie from earlier this year?
0: Spencer. In Spencer, oh, Spencer?
1: what do you think of that? The fantastical elements in that. Like the madness I was okay
2: and- with that because it was not so present in the movie. You know what I mean? Like it
0: was You can't really say that about Spencer. It just had that the Anne Boleyn ghost and then like the dream sequences, right? Other than that Again, I think it's
2: just like a balancing act, right? Like I'm not saying like I don't think this movie could have done without the fantastical nature of it, but like I think it's just a tipping point of something where I was just not the biggest fan of it. I I don't know how to Better say we're that.
1: gonna bully you into liking this movie. It's gonna be like orange. I don't want to hate put that. Movie. We're gonna put that
2: thing on your head with your eyes wide open
1: and you're <laughs> gonna watch it again until you're like it. Hate no, <laughs> <laughs> Man, um, I hate this movie.
0: Man, I yeah, might no. have liked this even more than you, Amir.
1: <laughs> Possibly, yeah. I guess well, maybe I'll lead with the criticism since Derek started start us off on a negative note. Like, I think that the pacing was not entirely what I expected. It does have some sort of slow Robert Eggers pacing when I did expect a little bit of a, a higher-tempo movie throughout. That's probably the main thing. But other than that, I kind of loved everything. So I read that um, – I didn't even read the review before I went in, but I read that Richard Brody review – that you had sent, mm-hmm. just like the title where he'd said, oh, like the Northman is just a bunch of authentic Viking research and gore. And I was like, mm-hmm. that's exactly what I want. That's perfect. That's exactly yeah, what I exactly. And so I, those are the things I loved about the movie. I think I wanted even more gore. I think that's what was missing. I got the authentic Viking part. I wanted more gore. I think that, that's where I am. I wanted more gore and maybe a bit of a higher pace. You know, the movie that I think about to compare this to, and it's not really a similar movie, but I'm thinking of the Arnold Schwarzenegger, Conan the Barbarian. Mm-hmm. john Millias' film and they're yeah. completely different movies right but like that did have a bit of an upbeat pace that i missed in this and i know they're completely different movies they're doing completely different things but that is something i missed um what do you think jeff do you have any criticisms for the movie or do you want to jump into the correct part of the podcast about the prayers?
0: okay
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> man i don't even know if i have any criticisms for this movie i just fucking loved it so much um, nice like everything fucking worked for me i thought like All the imagery was great. I think it's so funny that it just kind of throws you in the deep end of this. I said this in my review, but, like, if you didn't know how meticulous Robert Eggers is with, like, his research and how much he adheres to, like, actual history and stuff, you'd be like, what the fuck is this? This is, like, completely alien shit, right? But, like, this is, like, actual Viking stuff. There's this, like, blank-eyed Valkyrie with the carvings in her teeth. There's, like, the tendril tree with like the warrior king lineage it's so fucking cool and like the the coming of age ritual that yeah uh Amleth those, goes through
1: yeah howling like a dog and drinking those uh yeah the psychedelic juice from the bowl or whatever it is yeah that's awesome awesome
0: yeah um and someone on twitter said like if you guys don't know the northmen this is like an adaptation of the myth that inspired shakespeare's hamlet right so like Amleth, hamlet Someone said, the Northman is Hamlet if Hamlet weren't a fucking pussy. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Because there's no, like, interrogation of, like, oh, the cost of vengeance and violence.
1: There's a little bit at the very end. He almost turns back.
0: But it's not about that at all, right? Um, No,
1: yeah. There's no interiority. There's no weighing the consequences of this or should I do it? Um, Yeah. There's no, like, questioning about the rightness. Of this completely alien morality to modern people. And, I, and, right, and like, that's right, right. what's so great about it is that it, like you said, it throws you into the deep end of this completely alien world of 10th century Viking, uh, Iceland and I don't know, Russia, Ukraine, I guess, or the other places. Yeah, it really makes you feel like you're in another world. It's just a gorgeous movie, too. It looks so beautiful. Like some of the landscape stuff reminded me of, uh, The Power of the Dog a little bit. Yeah. Um, some of the shots of the landscape, I was like, wow, this stuff is gorgeous. And the stuff he does with, like, all the night scenes where Amleth is stalking around, and it's so black and white. It's so desaturated, it's almost completely black and white, except for, like, the occasional fire and the blood. Dude, it's awesome. Just really, really
0: pretty to look at. And the character of Amleth has just, like, spent his entire life honing himself into, like, a killing machine, right? So, like, this whole movie is just about that, and, like, his single-minded desire for revenge for his uncle who killed his father and i think that's just kind of metal as fuck you know
1: you don't question it just like you don't question the premise of batman right like
0: the right, right, vengeance. Right,
1: right you don't question the premise of like i don't know the
2: taken movies or something right <laughs> like
1: you just take it as a given like okay vengeance is what's happening here i gotta get down okay
2: i do have a counter to that point though after the prologue when it transitions from him as a child to him as adult amleth Isn't at that point he's kind of forgotten his journey, right? He has to be told again that he wants revenge by the seer played by Bjork. And that's when it kind of sets it off for him. I don't know. I felt this really big disconnect at the beginning of the movie from like this kid rowing away saying like, I'm going to get revenge. And like, that's kind of what I expected after watching the trailer. Like, okay, so this is this revenge tale where he becomes this jacked warrior to avenge his father and like save his mother. But then you find out that, you know, he's just saved by this tribe of wolf slash bear people and he's kind of let that go, you know, until he's told again to do that. Like, am I mistaken by that?
1: No, I I think that's pretty correct. Like, I don't know if he's just like lost himself in this berserker lifestyle or if he's been planning – all along to get back to his revenge and he just hasn't got around to it because it seems like he jumps on the first opportunity he gets to go back there but i i see what you're saying it's like has he been actively working towards this the whole time what's going on i get what you're talking about
0: i mean the movie doesn't really make a point to like dwell upon the passage of time between those two points so like it's hard to say right but
2: i, I mean i guess for me like i dwell on it because like that's where the fantastical nature comes in and like That's where I have an issue, where it's like his character isn't motivated by this thing, and then all of a sudden it's because there's this seer that just shows out of nowhere, just be like, you need to go get revenge now.
0: The thing is, the opportunity presents itself in a different way for him, right? Mm -hmm. Because Fjolnir is the usurper, right? So he thinks, oh, he's the new king, and he's married my mother, and I'm going to have to like infiltrate the kingdom to like slay him. But that's not what the seer tells him, right? Or the seeress. She tells him that he's been exiled, so he's lost his throne and lost his crown, right? So I think that's the impetus for him to, like, finally take his revenge, where it might be an easier way to, like, get his revenge, because he's not royalty anymore.
1: Right, if he had to take on the entire kingdom or something, maybe he wouldn't have been ready, but he finds yeah. out that he doesn't need to do that anymore, so he says, oh, I can just do that right now.
0: Because
1: mm-hmm. he's just a farmer,
0: right? He's just a farmer now.
1: Yeah, Fjolnir's just, like, a small landholder. He's been overthrown and exiled to Iceland.
0: I really like uh, Klai Spang's uh, mm-hmm. performance here, yeah. too, because it definitely ingests a little bit of sadness to the character that, oh, he's not just, like, this usurper murderer or whatever, like, he had the crown and then he lost it, right? There's just something a little sad about that, which I find uh, an interesting wrinkle in this movie. Not that Amleth gives a fuck, but I thought it was great for Fielder's character to have that little... Uh...
1: Yeah, I think he's uh, also a sympathetic character, especially with the twist that Nicole Kidman's character puts on the whole plot, you know, about two-thirds of the way in. So another thing that I loved was the, uh, the fight with that, like, uh, the barrow spirit, that, like, undead beast or whatever it is that he mm-hmm. fights.
0: Oh, like the drugger zombie or whatever? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You don't know if it's, like, real or it's, like, metaphorical, you know?
1: Right, yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: The way they filmed that was really cool.
1: I don't know. Have you guys seen that, Conan? Because that's another thing that happens in that movie, too, is him getting a blade from a tomb. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, for sure.
1: I I think that's, like, a common Viking trope, is them getting their magic swords from, like, graves or whatever. That would make sense, And Yeah, yeah, I just, I love that. I I thought that was super cool. I thought the fight was cool. I thought, like, the ambiguity they put on the whole fight, whether it happened or not, was cool. And I thought the sword itself was awesome. I love a sword that has weird-ass restrictions. Like this one can only be drawn at night yeah. or yeah. or at the location of the volcano when it's time to kill Fjolnir. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and That's it's fucking super great. cool. It's so cool because like there's a scene where he's about to try and kill Fjolnir. And you hear the cock crow, the rooster, starts crowing. The daylight is coming. And he tries to draw the sword to kill Fieldman, and he can't. It won't come out of yeah. his sheath because of like the magical properties. It's really, really cool. I thought it's like that a was cursed so awesome.
0: RPG item or something. <laughs> yeah, That's fucking awesome. It's, it's
1: it's so cool. I just thought that sword was such a cool touch. That he can only mm-hmm. draw it at night. So he ends up sneaking around at night. And can we talk about how there's a Hannibal Crossover here? He ends up, like, making yeah. these course tableaus of, of Fjolnir's guards and men or whatever. Yeah. It's insane. I wanted some more
2: of that. That was
0: awesome. Mads Mikkelsen would have fit right in <laughs> into this world, yeah. too.
1: <laughs> so Mads Mikkelsen actually does star in a Viking movie. Yeah. The Hala Rising?
2: Yeah. No.
0: Dude, that movie's metal as fuck, too. It's so good. Yeah.
1: So that's a reffing film. You know, he did Drive. Uh, yeah, yeah. And uh,
0: Only God Forgives. But, I think that uh, was know, before oh,
1: Drive, right? Yes, it was. So yes, it's it was his first movie.
0: Right. Yeah,
1: yeah. Uh, no, no. Sorry, it's not his first because he did Bronson before that. Um, yeah, he did Pusher. Okay, so he did a bunch of but whatever. It's one of his movies, and Med's is in that as a uh, <laughs> as a like sort of the Amleth of that movie. Nice. I guess. But uh, yeah, the ball of corpses or <laughs> whatever that thing is nuts.
0: Yeah, that was crazy.
1: I wish there was more gore. I wanted to see him butcher those dudes with a sword. The, the movie was a bit shy, but. It definitely used to like blocking and stuff to show, you know, Amleth like sneaking up on dudes and then the dude's just dead. Yeah. Right? yeah. There's a, quite a lot of that, which is a choice, right? I mean, he's supposed to be, you know, sneaking up on them and murdering them. And it's supposed to be this silent, swift sort of thing. Like when you see Batman and he, you know, and a thug disappears in the shadows and just doesn't come out. Like That's the whole thing, right? Um, I get that. But I, I did want some more gore for some of this movie. I did I didn't want a little bit more.
2: It's like he reserved that first – big action set piece, the one where, you know, we see him with his wolf brethren yeah, his wolf uh, invading that Slavic town, you know, like that was like where the action budget went uh, for this movie and yeah. and um, which was, I mean, I really love that scene. I mean, we're talking about scenes that we really loved. Like I love the brutality of it. Robert Eggers loves to do long drawn out takes. There's a lot of that tracking along with Alexander Skarsgård in that and um, I imagine you guys love that action uh, set piece also. Yeah, man, it's
1: awesome. And, like, even though you've seen it in the trailer, it is very awesome when he catches that spear and tosses it back.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And him climbing the wall with an axe all in, like, one long take is great. Yeah, very cool. Just a great raid sequence. I really, really like that. Dude, and
1: it's brutal. Like, what they do to the villagers, it's awful. Yeah. There's, like, people, like, looting the town and killing just innocent people, and they, like, separate the men from the women to make the women slaves, and they put the men in this town hall and burn it down with all of them inside. It's insane.
0: I like that Robert Eggers didn't really shy away from that. I feel like it's easy to inject some, like, modern sensibilities to this where, like, oh, we have this code of honor where we don't kill women and children or, like, enslave or rape or pillage. I mean, I don't think Amleth takes part in any of that, but, like, they definitely don't cut around that at all, mm-hmm. which I find uh, pretty refreshing.
2: You get a sense that his character isn't necessarily, like, agreeing with what they're doing, but he's not necessarily also stopping what they're doing, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I
1: mean, it's a revenge movie. He's not, like, a superhero. He's yeah. so not, like, I shall reform Viking culture. Like, not,
2: he's <laughs> out to kill a guy, and, uh, that's what he's going to get done. Hey, if this movie was about two people in a hut trying to reform Viking culture, I might have liked it. No, kidding. <laughs> 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 I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I mean, what else did you guys like? We
1: didn't talk at all about the like the multiple magician, seer, prophet people in this movie, right? Yeah. Because there's Willem Dafoe mm-hmm. uh, returning from the lighthouse, I guess. Then there's uh, Bjork. And then there's the other male witch. The he-witch. Whatever, right? the, the he-witch. The he-witch, yeah.
0: Yeah. hmm
1: So there's multiple, and they all get, like, these cool sequences where they prophesy the future and kind of tell Adam of where to go next and what to do next. Very much like an RPG quest, right? Very much like a <laughs> like a computer game. You go, and you okay, hey, here's the guy who tells me. He's got an exclamation point over his head. He's going to tell me where to go next. Like, that's what this <laughs> guy kind of was. But I thought those sequences all looked really cool. I like the Bjork kind of black and white
0: vision thing. Yeah, and like she didn't have any eyes.
1: Yeah. And uh, Heimer's, uh, Willem Dafoe's fool, has, has a cool scene in the beginning because he's running the whole manhood initiation thing. Yeah. <laughs> the so-called werewolf bar mitzvah. <laughs> <laughs> Did you guys see that shit online? I saw that because it was, uh, <laughs> yeah, it was really funny. Uh,
0: Dana Stevens review for Slate. I saw that. It was very funny. That's really funny. Yeah. I just want to take some time to like recognize how fucking awesome everyone's names are in this movie. You've got Fjolnir the Brotherless, King Orvendil War Raven, Olga of the Birch Forest, Thorir the Proud, Hymir yeah. <laughs> the Fool. It's fucking great. All the names are good.
1: Halgrimir Half Troll. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Fenear the Nose Stub. <laughs> All these good Yeah. Valdir right. the Giant Crusher. All these names own. <laughs>
2: And then you have Amleth. Just Amleth.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah so just got Amleth. I didn't recognize her in this movie. You know guys how are Key Dickies? Is yeah, the yeah. From like Game of the Thrones and the, the Witch. And uh, what else is she in? in? something else recently, wasn't she? We, like, uh, talked the Green her Knight.
0: About. Yeah, she the was Green, Green Knight. was Guinevere. Yeah,
1: she was Guinevere. Thank you. I didn't recognize her in this. She's in this as well. That's Haldora the Picked. another great name.
2: Where was she in this movie? Like, I don't think I remember her, actually. Oh,
1: uh, she's one of the, like, slaves on the farm.
2: Oh, okay. One thing we haven't dove into yet really is the beginning of this movie, like the prologue, you know, before he becomes like the adult Amleth. And like this is like the only section that we really get Ethan Hawke in, which I, Mm -hmm. I thought was great. I know he's really not in it for much of the movie. It's maybe like the first like 10, 15 minutes of the movie. I do appreciate in this movie that the first part of this movie really is seen through the lens of Amleth. It's only later that you were revealed that, like, he may not have been the same person that I think Amleth saw his father to be. We see one thing, but then we're kind of told another. I do like that Eggers takes that approach to show us that side that I think is more in the reflection of what Amleth sees. Ethan Hawke plays that character very well, that loving, donating father. Like, I really appreciated, like, his character, like, trying to be there for his son. You know, he's a person who's been gone for you don't know how long but the first thing he does is comes back and gives his son like a hug and like is that loving father you understand like why like amlet wants his revenge
1: they do this thing where they pretend that ethan hawk is going to be like this gruff harsh father and uh you know when he greets amlet as he comes back from the war but actually, he turns out to be a very tender, loving dad. He brings up a present or whatever. Like, he hugs him heartily. He's playing with him. Like, he's a, he's a very demonstrative, loving father. And that's interesting. That's like a very – counter to this whole idea of the past being like a, a foreign country and a completely alien world. You do and see this is, this is just like There's just like a dad who loves his son and he's like very relatable on that level. Which I think is super cool. And yeah, I really liked him in this role. He was great.
2: But I was going to say, but by the end you have to recontextualize what you saw. Was he a good father? You know what I mean? At least how I read it. In the beginning, he's made to look good. Maybe not necessarily he was good.
1: Sure. He's, yeah, he's made to look good through the sort of rose-colored glasses of, of, of a child yeah. who's mourning his dead father who he's kind of idealized and hero worships now that he's been killed. But um, I guess the wrinkle is that uh seeking his revenge, Amleth, you know, the grown up Amleth finds his way back to Iceland, he infiltrates the island as a slave, uh, infiltrates Fjolnir's farm as a slave in order to sneak out at night and terrorize his men and eventually kill Fjolnir and exact his revenge and save his mother, who's now married to Fjolnir. Uh, she's sort of the, uh, the the Gertrude to um Fjolnir's Claudius, right? Um so Amleth is finally able to get his mother alone and speak with her. And, you know, he's talking about, hey, I'm on my revenge quest to avenge my father, your your dead husband. You know, are you going to help me or whatever? Or aren't you glad to see me? And she's like, uh, I'm not really that glad to see you. Uh, Yeah. I I hated your father. I begged Fjolnir to kill him. And uh, he said he was going to have to kill you too. And I okayed it. I was fine with that. (laughs) Um, Because, um, you know, the story that was painted for Amleth as a child was that his mother was some foreign princess that his father – you know, married. But in actuality, she pulls her uh, blouse down and she shows them she has a brand on her breast. She's a, she's like a slave. slave
0: brand. Yeah. yeah,
1: she was a slave that I guess that Emma's father took to wife. But she started as a slave. She never grew to love this man. She thought he was a drunken fool. He just cared about war and his horses or whatever. And didn't care about her. She didn't care about their son together. And she's like, you know, you've taken these one or two moments of your childhood where he was good and blown this completely out of proportion. He was a shit guy. Uh, I'm glad Fjolnir killed him, <laughs> and and uh, he was going to kill you, too, and I I wish he'd, he'd been successful.
0: <laughs> Insane Nicole Kidman monologue, by the yes. way. It's so good. It's so great. Not
1: the only one, but she gets the most texture out of everyone in this movie with that monologue,
0: right? Oh, I don't know if she gets the most texture. Really? I think everyone goes big in this movie yeah. with their performances, but the one person who doesn't really go big, who I really fucking loved in this movie is anya taylor joy mm-hmm. mm. i loved her performance in this maybe more than everyone else in this even though that seems kind of weird because she has like very little screen time and it's more subdued performance but like what she does with her like screen presence like something ineffable about it you can't really put your finger quite on it but she's fantastic as uh olga the sorceress right that ameth falls in love with i don't know she's just got like These little defiant glances, and then she has that, like, wounded prayer when he finally goes back to take his revenge instead of running away with her. Just great, great stuff. And I think everyone's so angry in this movie that she kind of fills in the blanks a little bit with her humanity that I really, really like, that really resonated with me. And she's, like, this young actress. I can't think of anyone else who could, like, fulfill this role. Like, Anya Killer Joy. Who else, like, an actress her age Can you see in this role? I can't think of anyone. In this role
1: specifically? There's other people her age who are probably as good, but to do this? I don't know. I mean, she's an Argentine-British ballet dancer who convinces (laughs) you she's a 10th century Viking sorceress. Like, she crushes it, right? Like, she's totally believable. She's not like, you know, I don't know what Birch Forest, what that ancestry is, but she's not like a, a Nordic person. Or a Russian person at yeah. all? And her heritage, as far as I understand, she's like an Argentine British girl. But she totally fits in with all the Nordic people in this movie, and totally makes you buy that she's from this milieu. So yeah, she crushes it. But yeah, I can't think of anybody who her age, who is like, uh, who are the other actresses her age who you even like? Who would be in that conversation?
0: Kristen, Kristen Stewart? Stewart? No, I don't think she could do this role. I mean, she could do it, but, like, I don't know, man. Like, her face, she knows about fucking emails. She can't do this.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> Maybe Florence Pugh. I don't know. Everyone's talking about Anya Taylor Joy, Florence Pugh. They're in everything. But, I don't know. There's just something alien about Anya Taylor Joy's presence that, like, makes her perfect. Her eyes for this are role. super
1: wide set. That's
0: yeah, cool. yeah.
1: It's because for her appearance. She's very pretty, obviously. I'm not hating. It's just,
0: like, she is,
1: like, one of those people who's a little bit off.
0: But switching gears a little bit, this movie actually had a bunch of problems with production. A lot of, like, studio interference. Like, apparently a bunch of test audiences didn't like the density of, like, the historical research stuff. Mm -hmm. So they had to, like, redub a lot of the dialogue.
1: Oh, was this all originally in, like...
0: I think a lot of it was more even older English or something. But then, like, the test audiences were like, we can't understand any of this shit. So I just had to go back... And like ADR a bunch of lines. Really? And they had to like reconfigure like words to match their mouth shape. So they had to like really like figure things out, make weird English sentences that kind of fit how their mouths were moving that still made sense in that context. Apparently, he said it was like a nightmare.
1: (laughs) That's nutty. Yeah, that's insane. I didn't know they had to do that. There are some portions of the film where they're speaking. Some of the language, I don't know if it's like Old Norse or what, like, I don't know what
0: language they're speaking.
1: Yeah, yeah. But there are some sections that, like, there's this whole berserker prayer before they go into battle, this berserker chant where they're- Yeah,
0: that's not in English, right? Typing each other
1: up, it's not in English. There's a bunch of parts of the movie that are not in English, but most of it is. And so you're saying originally more of the movie was in that language?
0: I don't think it's in that language, but, like, even more esoteric English, I think. Got it.
1: Interesting. I don't know, what do you think about that choice? Because he did come out and say, like, you know, there were a lot of studio notes and there was a lot of stuff, but in the end, I think it made a better movie. In the end, this is the director's cut. I'm happy with what we came up with. It's all horseshit, or what do you want to read on that?
2: He has also been on record saying that one of the hardest things for this movie was the fact that he had to do test screenings, because he's never had to do test screenings before.
0: Yeah. Mm, Interesting. Well, I mean, both The Lighthouse and The Witch were a twenty-four. Films distributed by A24. This was focus features. So that's probably why they had test screenings. Also, the, also budget, the budget was, yeah, I was way say. <laughs> bigger. Yeah, way bigger than uh, almost 100 million, The Witch and the Lighthouse. Uh, yeah, like 70 to 90. That's the range that's given. But if you hire someone like Robert Eggers, I feel like you should just give him... Carte blanche, Free reign. Yeah, carte blanche. I don't know. I mean, it's still a big gamble. I mean, 70 to
2: 90 million is not a like just a laughable... like. Ah, uh, we'll make it back. Like, it's still a pretty big budget in the sense that this is his largest budget that he's been given. And it is, like, this, you know, giant Viking epic that you don't know if it's going to sell. been a lot of, like, Viking media over the last couple years, things like Vikings. And Not to say that it wouldn't sell, but at the same time, like, I, I think the box office this weekend has shown that it-, it maybe was a gamble that we don't know if it's going to pay off.
0: Yeah, but also, like, if you have Robert... Eggers, it's up to the marketing to get people to like sit in that seat, right? A movie like this in this time isn't going to do well either way. So you might as well go for broke with the true auteur vision, right? I don't know. Yeah, but
2: like when you say the name Robert Eggers, like we know who that is. But like that's true. I,
0: I agree. I, I, I'll yeah. Give you that.
2: yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Mm-hmm. I agree with that. I don't know if everybody's yeah. really hip to who this dude is. I've seen all his movies, mm-hmm.
2: right? Yeah,
1: yeah. Like you haven't seen The Witch yet, right?
2: Sure? No, no, I haven't.
1: Yeah, so, like, I just saw the White House recently, like, because then he would mm-hmm. talk about his stuff. I was like, all right, he's only got three movies. Like, at least see all three. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I don't know if he's that well known. Like, it's very possible to have missed all three of these movies. Right? Absolutely. Like, they're not like, they're not like Marvel pictures. It's not like, Batman Man no way home or some shit. Like, these are movies that, You can very easily have skipped.
2: Yeah. I mean it is interesting, like speaking a little bit more box office, and we're actually recording this is like a couple days after like the weekend. I mean it didn't win the weekend, but then it still won Monday, right? Kinda strange that like it's maybe finding a little bit of an uptick. Hopefully Yeah.
0: In a rare move, I think. You rarely ever see something like that where they open fourth on the weekend and then it jumps to number one on a Monday. That's very, very atypical of a movie. So maybe it's the beginning of a hopefully
1: hopefully a little bit of a trend for this movie. Who knows? Yeah. I mean, usually that's a good word of mouth thing, right? Like people see it. Yeah, again, absolutely. And hopefully that's the trajectory this movie will take. Yeah, you yeah. can
2: only hope, yeah. Uh, but yeah, let's get back to the actual movie. I think the one big uh, set piece I don't think we've really sunken our teeth into yet is the final battle, right? Between the Amleth character and the Fjolnir character in a volcano, I guess. And basically, they're just battling naked in a volcano, which
0: was fucking rocks. It was so awesome. Pretty awesome, awesome
2: choice, I, I have to admit. I just love it that one scene we were just seeing him fully clothed riding up to the mountain, and the next scene he's just buck ass naked with the giant sword, uh, ready to do battle. Uh, <laughs> even I have to admit that's pretty badass.
0: Uh, <laughs> I mean, this is a dude's rock movie, right? <laughs> fucking two guys hanging dong fighting to the death in a volcano. I mean, come no. on, man. It's, it's fucking awesome.
2: I was going to say, for a movie that, uh, Two dudes fighting naked on a volcano where we're seeing most of it in silhouette. Not enough dong flailing around. <laughs> <laughs> That's your criticism of this movie? It was a freaking awesome fight. I love the gruesome nature of it. Like when he takes that blow in the arm and you just see like a part of his arm like splitting oh. open. I was just like. It's like dangling. Yeah. I, was like, yeah. oh. I love that. I love all that. That was awesome. And then just like the guttural scream they have at each other. Before their final, I guess, like, lunge at each other or final blows, yeah, final blows against, against each, each other. Yeah. I thought it was, yeah, it really worked. The last fight scene really worked for me. What a dramatic choice of places to stage the fight. Right? Yeah.
1: like Again, I think landscapes in the background. in this movie is very pretty. Like, uh, love the volcano, love, like, all the greens of, like, the way they made that village when he's an adult berserker. All the green of Iceland, too. All the green of the farm and all of that. That's contrast with all the reds of, like, the fires when they're doing their, like, berserker ceremony. And, I don't know, there's a lot of really striking stuff here. And the volcano's no exception, obviously.
0: Yeah, it's cool as hell, because, like, you're going through, like, all the elements. you got, like, the dirt, the snow, the magma. The ocean, like, yeah, traveling through the ocean
2: scene, which is really cool.
0: And then, like, the ethereal mythology stuff, too, right? With the seers, and then uh, the Valkyrie traveling to Valhalla. Great stuff.
1: I... Definitely thought she had braces. <laughs> I know, right? No. I was like, "Why does the Valkyrie have braces?" <laughs> Obviously, so that's not what it was meant to be, right? I guess the some of the Vikings it's like the was, carved
0: like, runes. In yeah, her they teeth, like filed know.
1: their teeth, or yeah, they like carved the teeth. So, but it, it definitely looked like braces. I was like, "Oh, I don't get this."
2: <laughs> hey, man, even Valkyries need to correct their teeth. I guess yeah. it's a good dental plan up there. Uh- <laughs>
1: Odin appears in this freaking movie, right? Speaking of dental plans, right? Like, the Valkyries employer or one of the gods, right? Isn't Odin in this movie?
0: Is Odin in this movie or just his ravens are in the movie, right? No,
1: he's in the movie. Like, don't you see his silhouette there?
0: Yeah, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. For like a second? Yeah. I don't think there's like a credit or anything.
2: No, but- and I don't think he says anything,
0: but he does, I think, show up a little.
2: I'm going to say this knowing that I'm like absolutely in the minority. I actually don't necessarily like the complexity of the... Klaus Bong character of Fjellner. I don't know. I think part of me would have liked this movie if it was more black and white. If it was like Amleth was wronged and he is going after his uncle, who is the said person that wronged him, right? Versus, I think, with the Nicole Kidman reveal that we get, which I think is a great reveal. Like, it's a great shocking moment in the movie. But then it, like we said, it kind of recontextualizes what you have to, like, think about this movie. And, like, then you start to question, well, is Amleth right? Like, should he be doing this? Right. And that's not really a question the movie's interested in interrogating, so why raise it? Kind of. I think I would have, like, liked it if it was just, like, I know this person needs to die, and, like, he needs to die because he's bad, right? Like, I know it's super simple to think of it in that terms.
0: I completely disagree, I think. Bringing up that complexity only to ignore it. (laughs) Okay. Is kind of the point of the movie. Yeah. Why don't Where they bring up, like, oh, you know, like, your father was a piece of shit. And, like, Fjolnir, he's not even a king anymore. Why do you want this revenge? Who fucking cares? I just want to kill the guy. You know? Like, there's no interiority to it. And, like, I feel like there's a lot of criticism. People are like, well, it doesn't interrogate any of this stuff about revenge and, like, the price of violence. But, like, that's every single revenge movie. Mm-hmm. Right, and I think it says a lot about the cost of revenge without saying anything about it. I, I said this in my review, and I think that's what's so unique about this movie, where it kind of speaks volumes about what you go through to get revenge on someone, but you don't have like that interiority, which is something very interesting to me. I think, it, uh, I think it makes things more interesting.
2: Well, like, so one of the things I really loved about this movie was like the Annette Taylor Joy character and like the relationship he has with that character. And, like, one of my favorite moments is when he's, like, about to escape on the boat with her. He's about to forget all of this, right? But then he sees his lineage, right? And he sees that she's about to have twins or whatever, right? And like Twins, yeah. Like, he needs to protect his family. But then the moral ambiguity of it now then questions, like, why are you doing this then? You don't seem to have a just cause. I guess, like, adding that family dynamic doesn't add to that it only maybe even further takes away from it yeah i don't know if i'm explaining that correctly
1: i think i understand your point i don't know that i agree but i get what you're saying i think
2: like i said i'm pretty sure i'm in the minority here (laughs) like normally i would agree with you you know jeff and amir like i think the complexity usually adds to the story and adds to the character development but like i don't know i guess for me i was I came in this movie thinking one thing, and then maybe I shouldn't have. Like I said, more of a like black and white Viking tale of revenge. And I think all the added layers and textures to this movie ultimately didn't work for me.
1: Get it. Sometimes you want something simple and straightforward. You want McDonald's.
0: Yeah, I love McDonald's.
1: And, uh, and you don't get that.
0: Really, though? This is as black and white as it gets. There is, like, a little texture with, like, the mythology and stuff, but, like, he's gonna kill Fjolnir, and then he kills Fjolnir, right? Like... Then you're
2: adding, like, the layers of, well, was his father even a person to avenge, right? Is his uncle an actually a bad guy? Because, like, he has this farm where he, you know, took in these people. And, like, yes, he has slaves and everything. But, like, he's just trying to be a simple farmer. Like, he didn't really maybe didn't even care about the kingdom. Like, he lost the kingdom and nothing that he seems to be too overly butthurt about, right? Like, it's something where, like, there's complexities in these characters. But then adding the complexity of the Arnie Taylor-Joy character, right? Giving him, like, a family. I don't agree. I don't think it's as black-white as you think it is, Jeff.
0: I mean, it's black and white in that none of those things matter to Amleth in the end, right? The desire for his vengeance overrides all of those things. And I think that's kind of the point of the movie. To bring those complexities up only to discard them in the wake of like just his blind rage, I think that makes for an interesting through line for the movie.
2: But in the end, it isn't his blind rage though, right? Isn't it? He thinks that he needs to now kill Fiona because he needs to protect his family that he's about to have. His motivation changes and, like, I think, like, his motivation at that point becomes weaker, I guess is what I was trying to say. I don't know. I don't agree. I think there's layers to this movie and complexities that ultimately, like, just did not work for me.
0: I mean, the thing with the twins and the family is, like, I think it has to do with, like, the culture where, like, this quest of revenge is obviously self-destructive and it's going to most likely end in his death, Mm -hmm. right? But, like, there's also this need to, like, continue your lineage, right? And, like, that's the whole thing with the mythical tree. Mm -hmm. But now that he sees that Olga is pregnant and that his lineage will continue if he's there or not, like, he's going to choose to close that thread of revenge, you know?
2: I could definitely see that as an interpretation. How his character lands, you know, back on the island to try to kill Fionnir. Sorry, is there anything else you guys wanted to bring up or anything? No,
1: I think we covered it. It's a Viking epic in the uh, Robert Egger style. It, it doesn't have the pacing of, like, a, I don't know, a Taken or something like that. But um, it's gorgeous. Um, it's super historically accurate. It's violent and gory. Um, and I think it whips ass. I thought, I thought it was really good. I hope it does well, and I hope you see more movies like this. Um,
0: I thought this was really cool. Just as good as everything, everywhere, all at once.
2: no i mean i mean i think the movies are at a good place right now like this last month i'm not saying i hate this movie right i actually do really like this movie uh i just i don't think i like it as much as you guys and i'm not gonna tell anyone not to go watch this movie I, i think it has a lot of strong points a lot of which amir has already pointed out like or we have all kind of pointed out right like it's a spectacle it has great action it's got great performances got great cinematography
1: Is it accessible, Derek? Like, could you just tell people, go see The Northman? Or do you think it would be, like, eh, qualified recommendation?
2: No, I think you could. I think you could. I guess qualified in the sense to, like, to maybe a certain audience. But I think that audience is bigger than, like, say – To
1: Yeah.
0: Or even, like, The Witch or The Lighthouse. Yes. Right? I want to say this is his most accessible movie. Definitely. And I think,
2: like, part of it is, like, the trailer's – do kinda of give off another feeling than what you ultimately get. Yeah, the
1: trailers hit that more actiony kind of thing that you were hoping for and that I'm kind of alluding to wanting a little bit more of too, that you're saying that you wanted more of that straightforward action y film thing. And then there are these long sequences, uh, where you're just like looking at a beautiful landscape and you're riding somewhere or, you know, there's not a ton of dialogue or there's this sequence where you're seeing like an authentic Viking festival or something. And like maybe that's not what you what you came for? I don't
2: know. No, not, not necessarily all that stuff. But all I'm just saying is that I think you do get a different vibe off the trailer that if it did align more with what the trailer was, that would be, like you said, a little bit more mainstream. Like, And yes, I think this movie is his probably most mainstream movie he's created thus far out of the three. And like, that's already kind of a selling point. But if someone watched the trailer and be like, oh man, I'm going in for this Viking epic. Well, you're not really getting entirely that. Right? There is a lot of story, a lot of character, a lot of great things to look at, and like just scenes between two characters that are monologuing. Like, maybe not everyone wants to sign up for that. And like, that's when you have to, like, well, can I recommend this movie to somebody then? Right? But like, I think anyone that's listening to us and like loves movies, of course, I would recommend this to anyone that just like in general just like loves watching movies. Right? I
0: think my expectations were definitely colored by the fact that. I knew Robert Eggers was directing this movie, right? Like, I was expecting a little bit more of the carefully crafted mythology, a slower pace. And even then, I'm pleasantly surprised by how quickly this movie moved. I know that's not both of your experiences but
1: I, I would say i mostly agree with that i mean this is a more than two hour movie and i wouldn't say i really felt the length.
2: i i don't have as much issue with the pace per se yeah no okay robert eggers ranked his movies <laughs> i haven't seen the witch
1: all right so did you like the lighthouse more than this that's, that's the only question then
2: probably just because i did really love the light i mean i haven't seen it since it first came out but like i really love that movie <laughs> i think it's because it is so weird
1: it's good. It's very weird. I literally, like, just saw it, like, a couple hours ago, just saw it. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> well, I mean, I saw it, like, the past couple of weeks, but then I was looking at it again, um, just, like, earlier today. Mm. It is really good. I think – like, I'm still thinking about it. It is still interesting and kind of thought-provoking. But hmm, I'm going to say maybe The Northman, The Witch, and then The Lighthouse at the bottom. And as as I still do like The Lighthouse, but I think it might be the film of his that I – enjoy least and admire most
2: I see mm.
1: but it is a, a film you can enjoy just on its own merits it's very it's very funny yeah absolutely. right the lighthouse is funny the lighthouse is really funny um really weird I still think I probably gotta go with the other two first okay what do you think Jeff
0: yeah I think I would probably go the witch the Northman and then the lighthouse they're all fantastic I love every single one of these movies I think the thing with the lighthouse is that it's not as easy of a pickup as The Northman, um, or even The Witch, actually. I have to be in a certain mood to watch The Lighthouse. The Witch and uh, The Northman I can put on like pretty much at any time. Like The Northman probably the most out of all of these.
1: I was going to ask you, what makes you put The Witch over The Northman?
0: Uh, Black Phillip, really. <laughs> yeah? <laughs> I'm, I'm like half kidding. I don't know. I, I think... The large budget of The Northmen, I don't want to say it gets away from Eggers a little bit, but there's something super confident about The Witch that I admire. It's his directorial debut, and just like everything in that movie is very intimate and it comes together in a way, I don't know, it's, it's hard to say, I think. I feel like if there's any criticism uh I can lay upon The Northmen is that maybe the action Parts of the movie and like the more ethereal mythology stuff doesn't exactly mesh together in a way that's actually like elegant, but everything comes together in the witch a little more seamlessly. You're forcing my hand to say something about (laughs) the Northman, right? Because I I love, love, love the Northman. I mean, I gave the movie an A, so. Yeah, the
2: rare
1: Strange Harbors
0: A.
2: I will say though, like, at least for me, I think the performances that. You know, I mean, it's only two performances in The Lighthouse, really, are just, in my mind, superior than what we got in this. Like, I just think those two are, like, firing on, like, another cylinder.
1: I think that's fair. They've got a lot more to chew on. They're doing a lot more. I mean, they're almost opposite movies in terms of the level of interiority that you get and the focus on the psychology
2: of the characters in The Lighthouse
1: versus how everything in this is so – flat end. the motives are clearly understandable and there's very little in the twists and turns whereas in the lighthouse there's the questions of identity and motive and madness and you know all of that which you don't get as much of in this one so yeah they're opposites of the spectrum
0: i think you watch the performances in the northmen and you go wow sometimes you know like nicole kidman alexander skarsgård they're great anya taylor joy is great but when you Look at like the degree of difficulty of those performances. I don't think they can touch either the lighthouse or the witch. Mm-hmm.
1: Okay, yeah, the lighthouse is much
2: showier. In Absolutely, terms of
1: actors yeah, do- is much in terms showier. Of actors doing
2: acting. It's just two dudes in a room, exactly. Yeah.
1: Like it's a, it's a fucking highlight reel, right? Like for yeah. an hour and a half, or however long it is, two hours of. Willem and Defoe just going fucking full
2: tilt. Yeah. yeah, Both of them. I think both of them. Yeah.
1: And Panzer's right back at him. He's right up there with him
0: too. Shit, are you convincing
1: yeah. me on this movie? I'm like, <laughs> the lighthouse. I'm like, changing my opinion of the lighthouse as we talk. It really is very impressive what they do.
0: No doubt. And in the North one, everyone's just like, "Oh, I'm big mad." You know, that's, that's all. <laughs> <laughs> uh, which is cool. I like that too. But. It's not the showcase that the lighthouse is, I don't think. I don't know, no, but I like the
2: know. just the level of physique that freaking Alexander Skarsgard gets in yeah, for this movie is just that's like true. that's another level on its own, right? Like that's just like you know, That's a Christian Bale yeah. level uh, level <laughs> transformation. He looks insane in this movie. Like the last thing I remember him
1: from is True Blood many years ago, 10 years ago or something. I was going to say wasn't this not enough vampires wasn't in this big.
0: movie. Also a Northman. Also Isn't Northman, funny? yeah. Yeah, Eric, Eric Northman. Northman.
2: I should have said uh, 0 out of 10. I thought this was an Eric Northman prequel movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The, the, the true blood. maybe.
0: The true blood. I of nowhere. Just yeah.
2: someone, like a vampire, just comes bite him on the neck and he's, uh, he's Eric Northman.
0: Also, Clay Bang played Dracula, so maybe he turned oh, him into shit. a vampire. Yeah, there you
2: go. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. Well, then I think that will conclude this week's episode. Uh, Jeff, where can people find more of your work?
0: You can find me on my blog at Strange Harbors, where I reviewed... The Northman and a bunch of other stuff coming up, and you can also find me on Twitter and Instagram. Soon to be only Instagram, because everyone's leaving Twitter.
1: <laughs> no, no, nobody's going to actually leave Twitter. People just yeah, say no one's shit. actually going to leave. There's People no just way. Say. It's, just it's all shit.
0: performative. Yeah, nah, where are you going to no go? Way.
1: Yeah, where are you going to go? Where, where are you going to go? go? Yeah.
2: yeah, I dare you to leave Twitter. <laughs> You're
1: going to go to Facebook? No way. You're going to go to fucking Instagram? You're not hot enough for Instagram, or else you are got to be on there. <laughs> Fuck out of here. You're stuck on Twitter for life with the rest of us. <laughs> uh, what about you, Bear? Oh, where can people find me? Well, I'm still on Twitter, but also raiding a barrow for a magic sword with which to kill my enemies. There you
2: go. But only at <laughs> night, right? Only at night. But only at night. Only at night.
1: <laughs> what about you, Doug?
2: Uh, you can find me at World's OKest Photos and Screen Guild on Instagram. But if you like this podcast, the easiest way to support this podcast is to subscribe wherever you get your podcast, whether it be Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or any of the other popular podcast apps. If you're listening to us on Apple Podcasts, please do us a favor. And give us a great rating. It really helps to get our podcast out to more people.
0: Yeah. And if you have any questions, comments, suggestions on our episode on The Northman, feel free to shoot us an email at jeff at com. We like getting listener emails. Sometimes we read it on the pod. So feel free to do that. And we will see you guys next week. See you guys next week. See you guys in.